Hey, I need some of you older kids. I need some of you older kids up here. The old ones. Old ones, come up here. Come, 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 come in. Yeah, old kids. Come on, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask. Well, I don't. If you're under 32, I don't know. No. Get out of here. Okay, I'm going to ask you some questions, okay? This is summertime, right? And summertime is where you have all kinds of neat stuff to do. So you go on vacations. I know some of you did a lot of swimming down in Arkansas, in the waterfalls. That was really cool. But, you know, you, you can't do fun things every single day. Sometimes you get bored. Can somebody up here tell me what it means to be bored? Not having anything to do. Ah. Oh. Sitting there doing nothing? <laughs> you don't know. Um, uh, you don't want to do anything? Just lay around in bed? No. Oh. Not do anything. Not do anything. Yes, sir? Okay, Lila. Lila always steals the answer. She gets a good... Well, you know, you, let me tell you about boredom for me. Shopping. The mall. <laughs> the mall. They've got a mall down in Florida that's being built that's going to have an ice skating rink, a uh, roller coaster in there. It's going to be bigger than the Mall of America in, in Minnesota. Uh, but the only, shop, the only stores I like are like Cabela's. You guys, you guys like Cabela's? Uh, Walmart? No, Walmart's worse than the mall. Um, Academy Sports. I like Academy Sports. Anybody like Academy? Yeah, yeah. What? Playing the games there. Well, okay. Good job. What, uh, what is the, the most boring thing that you ever did? I want an answer from each of you. The most boring thing that you've ever done. Hayden? She's so bored she can't even remember it. The most boring thing. Okay. School? What's that? Sit around all day? Watching TV is the most boring thing you've ever done. Okay. Sleep is boring? Well, you get to be 67. Okay. Go ahead and sit down. Good job, kids. Well, you know, we've been talking as. She did not. Um, we're talking about uh, heaven, and we're going to talk about heaven today, why it's not boring, why heaven's not going to be boring. Um, vacations are, uh, are restorative, and everybody needs time to get away and to recharge. Everybody, even Jesus did that. He had to get away and Sometimes I think he had to get away from his disciples. They, they, were, they could be a test. But uh, we're going to go on a vacation, a real neat vacation. We're going to take a train all the way out east. And when you do that, usually you have a travel agent to plan things for you. Um, but if you know Jesus as your personal sa- Savior, 
Heaven is your final destination, not the East Coast. It's an eternal destination. It's, it's the, heaven is the hometown of Jesus. So, so what are you going to do? What is there to do in heaven? You, we've got a lot of really weird ideas about what heaven's going to be like. Um, perhaps the biggest falsehood people have about heaven is that it's going to be boring. Uh, in 1977, there's a singer. His name's Billy Joel. And uh, I know some of you guys know who Billy Joel is. But he sang a song. He was 28 years old. And this kind of put him on the, put him on the map. Only the good die young. Well, Billy turned 68 uh, this May, and uh, he's not so young anymore. And Billy, you did get one thing right. You're going to die. And it isn't just the good that die young. There's, everybody can die. Everybody can die. There's people that die that are young, but everybody is going to die. And the Bible says in 920, Hebrews 9.27, just as each person is destined to die once, and after that comes judgment. Everybody is going to die. Everybody is going to go someplace. The National Press Club a few years ago, uh, the, a guy said, remember, heaven is going to be perfect, and I don't really want to go there. There's those of us who are going to go to hell, which will be most of us in this room. Most journalists are going to go to hell. Who wants to go to a place that's perfect? Boring, boring, boring. Well, is heaven going to be boring? No. No. Uh, are we going to be sitting on a cloud and playing harps and, and uh, uh, doing things like that? No. The Apostle John described a new heaven and a new earth. This is what it's going to be like, friends. Revelation 21, 1 through 5 says, Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the old heaven and the old earth had disappeared, and the sea was also gone. And I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven like a bride beautifully dressed for her husband. You know, when, when ladies get married, I don't care if on a scale of 1 to 10, they're a, not a 10. <laughs> Brides are beautiful. They all are beautiful. The beautiful gowns, their, their hair, the makeup. That, that, that glow of I'm finally getting to connect with my, my Prince Charming. It's beautiful. And that's how God is looking at us as, as He's coming to meet His bride. And I heard a loud shout from the throne saying, Look, God's home is now among His people. He'll live with them, and they'll be His people, and God Himself will be with them. He'll wipe every tear from their eyes. There'll be no more death or sorrow or crying or pain. No. Oh, she laughed. <laughs> she pained. <laughs> All these things are gone forever. And the one sitting on the throne said, Look, 
I'm making everything new. And then he said to me, write this down, for what I tell you is trustworthy and true. And then in Revelation 22, 1 through 5, then the angel showed me the river of the water of life, clear as crystal flowing from the throne of God and the Lamb, the, the God and of the Lamb, down the middle of the great street of the city. On each side of the river stood the tree of life, bearing twelve crops of fruit, yielding its fruit every month. And the leaves of the tree are for the healing of the nations. No longer will there be any curse. The throne of God and the Lamb will be in the city. And His servants will serve Him, and they will see His face, and His name will be on their foreheads. There will be no more night, and they will not need the light or the lamp or the light of the sun. For the Lord God will give them light, and they will reign forever and ever. Man, that is going to be one cool place. John only had his, the words of, of his language, which were extremely limited when describing an infinite God and a place of infinite glory where God's home was to be. So he, was, he could only use what he knew. And when a believer dies today, their soul and spirit immediately goes to be with Jesus. They're in paradise with Jesus. But that isn't the final heaven. As we read in Revelation, God's going to create that new heaven and a new earth just as He redeems and resurrects His people. So get ready for the most amazing new heaven and new earth that you could ever imagine. That's where we're going to be living for eternity. And once you understand the things we'll be doing in heaven, there's no way that it can be boring. Let me give you five things that, that tells us, five reasons, why heaven can't be boring. The first thing, because we're going to be exploring infinite beauty. We're going to have eternity to look at what God created. You know, the, I saw, a, we, were, we were at the, the Space Museum down in, in uh, 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 Florida, and they, they had this where they, they showed the earth, and then they showed the earth in the solar system, and then it came out the earth in the Milky Way, and then the Milky Way in other solar systems, and, and pretty soon you couldn't even see the speck of earth because it was lost in the sea of the stars and, and planets and other solar systems. So you stop for a minute and, and, and remember the most beautiful place that you've ever visited on earth. And we've seen some beautiful places. We've seen a lot of things in our travels, but it all pales in comparison with what heaven's going to be like. We saw the waterfall where Jurassic Park, when you see the helicopter flying in to uh, Jurassic Park where the dinosaurs are, we were there. Well, no, well we were there, there. But, I mean, we, were, we saw the, the, the waterfall where that was filmed. Beautiful. We were in places in the Bahamas. Beautiful. Alaska, if you ever get a chance to go to Alaska, man, that is, that is probably one of the most gorgeous places in the United States. But it all is nothing compared to the beauty of heaven. And there's much more to the new heaven and new earth than, than the heavenly city. There's planets and galaxies, and we're going to be able to explore those things. 
So I want to go to the moon. We're going to be going to the moon. In fact, you can go to Saturn's moons. You can even see why Pluto's no longer a planet. You'll be able to go everywhere. Humanity has always had the urge to explore. I mean, that's, that's, that's us. We, we, want to, we want to explore new things. You know, we ran out of land to explore. Now we're going into the sea. And there's the incredible things down beneath the, the surface of the ocean. And that's why the Europeans sailed across the Atlantic in search for India. And they, they kind of got log jammed here and bumped into America. And, and so they explored this. In the 1960 was the decade of the space race. NASA went from putting a man in space to putting somebody on the moon. 1968, the producers ex- extrapolated some of this information, and at the rate of acceleration that was going, they came up with 2001 Space Odyssey. And we're supposed to be, right now, <clears throat> uh, we're supposed to have deep space vehicles capable of carrying humans to vast reaches of our solar system and beyond. I think the technology is there. It's just the funding. And I, I, you know, I don't want to go to Mars and die in space. <laughs> uh, you remember uh, Star Trek? These are the voyages of the Starship Enterprise. It's a continuing mission to explore strange new worlds, to seek out new life and new civilizations, to boldly go where no one has ever gone before. Space isn't the final frontier. Heaven is. And we're going to be able to explore it without a starship. Jesus in his glorified body, which is the prototype of ours, was able to ignore the physical obstructions of our planet, like walls. He went through walls, like gravity. He went up into the air, uh, density and other things. Our new bodies will be made perfectly to explore all that God has in his creation. The second reason we aren't going to get bored is because we're going to meet new people. We're going to meet new people. Revelation 7, 9 says, After this I saw a vast crowd, too great to count, from every nation and tribe and people and language, standing in front of the throne and before the Lamb, and they were clothed in white robes and held palm branches in their hands. Now, this doesn't mean that we're going to be wandering around with palm branches and robes. I'm not sure the clothing that the clothing's going to be. But we're going to be there. But notice the multitude. People from everywhere. These are going to be our fellow citizens. All the languages that we were, that were, were barriers to us before, we're going to be able to understand one another. You're going to be able to have a chance to talk with David and Paul. I want, to, I want to see if I am taller than Zacchaeus. You're going to meet Eve. I don't think you're going to go say, Eve, what in the world were you thinking, woman? I think we're going to know perfectly what's going on, but we're going to be able to, to meet the mother of our race here on earth. We're going to be able to ask Daniel what it was like to sleep with lions. How hot was it really in that furnace? <laughs> I mean, you may think that uh, you'll ask Peter what it was like to be able to walk on water, but in heaven, that's not going to be much of a challenge. 
Will you know your family members? Yes. What about your great, 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 great family, grandfathers, grandmothers? You're going to know them. You're going to know them in a way that uh, they're not old people and they're not, they're, they're not going to see us as young people. We're going to understand, we're going to be aware of who we are. But you'll know everyone in heaven better than you know your closest friends here on earth. What about that little one that died in birth or before birth? Will you know that little one? Absolutely. Absolutely. Second Samuel, David said of his infant son, 2 Samuel 12, 23 says, But why should I fast when he is dead? Can I bring him back again? I'll go be, I will go to him one day, but he cannot return to me. David's with his little boy. In this life, there are all kinds of annoying, obnoxious people. That's all going to go away when we get to heaven. They're going to be just like me <laughs> and you. But imagine when they're transformed. Actually, they're going to be like Jesus. That's heaven. Those are the people. That's, that's who's populating heaven. We aren't going to have these arguments over, over crazy things. We're not going to be frustrated with one another. You, can have, you have close family relationships now and, and maybe a few good friends, but can you imagine how it will be to truly know and love the redeemed of the ages? Have you ever met a celebrity or a sports car, a sports car, a sports star? <laughs> a sports star in a sports car. Do you remember how excited you were to meet them? And, and maybe you had your picture taken with them. Uh, uh, a friend, uh, there was a guy that, that uh, tells a story that he once drove all the way to, to uh, Houston to meet George Bush. And instead of just shaking hands with him, uh, the president grabbed him and gave him a bear hug. And, and just imagine the thrill of meeting every person in heaven, especially Jesus. That's not going to be boring. The third thing, we won't be bored because we're going to be busy in a symphony. I like that. I like music, but I'm lousy at it. And when heaven was revealed to John, there was a scene of worship, and he wrote in Revelation 5, 11 through 12, Then I looked again, and I heard the voices of thousands and millions of angels around the throne and the living th beings and the elders, and they sang in a mighty chorus, Worthy is the Lamb who was sl slaughtered to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. This is a specific event in heaven where Jesus Christ, the Lamb of God, is living. And he comes forward and he opens a scroll to announce the final chapter of this world's dilemma, drama, and, and he's talking about the church. I love the church. I love worshiping. I love, I love singing the songs I know. <laughs> I love teaching the Word. And I can't recall a Sunday morning when I woke up and said, oh, Sunday again? But most people can't take too much church. Kind of funny that the most enjoyable thing a lot of people do at church is leave. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And in conclusion, they can't, you can't wait to hear that. And in conclusion, and, and uh, everybody starts looking at their watch. 
Worship's over, and, and they storm out to get to their cars, which have been strategically parked so they can blast out of here and beat uh, everybody else to the eating joint. <laughs> you say, okay, I put in my two hours for the week. I'm good till next Sunday. That's a lot of the attitude. So the idea of heaven being an eternal church service really isn't appealing to those kinds of people. There's a noted author who wrote, We've settled on an image of the never-ending sing-along in the sky. One great hymn after another, forever and ever, amen. And our heart sinks. Forever and ever? That's it? That's the good news? And then we sigh and we feel guilty that we're not more spiritual. We lose heart and turn once more to the present to find what life can be like right here. Well, relax. Heaven's not going to be like that. It's going to be fun. You're going to enjoy yourself. Heaven isn't going to be singing 6,000 verses of just as I am. Now, some of you may like that. But I think after the 6,999th time, it might get a little tiresome. Just as you listen to the radio or your iPod when you're driving or working, the symphony of praise is going to surround you. And that's what you'll do in heaven. But it's going to be a new song, and there are going to be precious moments when serving the Lord will just break out singing. And it's not going to be boring. And everybody's going to have this beautiful voice. And the good news is you're going to be able to be pitch perfect when singing in heaven. My youngest daughter, Holly, when she was a, a, a little girl, uh, and, and I, had, I had special times with Holly, and I'd hold her, and I'd sing to her. And it was just the two of us. Now, she couldn't hardly talk. But I'd sing to her. I'd sing, Jesus loves me. And, and the Happy Day Express. And all these fun songs that Sarita taught me. And, and while I was sitting on her lap. And, and it, was, it was just wonderful. So I, I was trying to teach my little girl this, these songs. And she reached up to me with that little hand and put it over my mouth. I kid you not. I, I, I kid you not. Yeah, the kid's still a music critic. In our church back home, the choir director, his name is Wes Ooms, uh, he was a concert pianist. And uh, uh, a concert uh, uh, singer, beautiful voice, music talent just coming out of his ears. But he went to work, he was a, he was a big shot for State Farm but he served the church. And he was, this one year, he was, he was begging the church people to join the Christmas cantata. And you, you remember this? <laughs> we welcome anybody to come. And he's standing in this front of this church. Everybody's welcome. But not John. <laughs> he called me out by name. Well, you know, I know I can't sing. I understand that. It doesn't break my heart. And, and so before he did too much damage, I got to be the narrator. So if you can't sing now, go ahead and make that joyful noise because you're going to be engulfed in that praise when you get to heaven. We're not going to be bored because we're going to be busy serving the Lord. Revelation 22.3 says, No longer will there be a curse upon anything for the throne of God and if the Lamb will be there and His servants will still will worship Him. You're going to be, you're, you won't be sitting on a cloud wishing you had a magazine. 
You're, you're going to be working in heaven. You're going to be serving the Lord. You're going to be, we're going to be ruling with Christ. And the parable told about the faithful servants is how, in, how Jesus told is about how do you use the gifts and abilities He's given us here. And if we're faithful here, He's going to give us more responsibilities when we get to heaven. The best translation of, of 1 Corinthians 6, 2 through 3 says, Don't you realize that someday we believers will judge the world? And since you're going to judge the world, can't you decide even the little things among yourselves? Don't you realize that, you, that we will judge angels? So you should surely be able to resolve ordinary disputes in this life. Think about the best job that you ever had, your dream job. Nothing can be compared to the work you'll be doing for Jesus in heaven. You'll be serving the Lord and you won't get weary or tired. You're going to be energized and fulfilled. You're not going to have to have Red Bull in the morning when you put on your wings. You're going to be energized automatically. You'll be accomplishing something so amazing, it's out of this world. And the last thing is, we won't get bored because we'll be in the presence of Jesus Christ. I saved the, the best for last. The very best thing about heaven is seeing face to face with our Lord and Savior. The Bible says in Revelation 22, 4, and they will see His face and His name will be written on their foreheads. Paul wrote in, 16, in 1 Corinthians 13, 12, now we see things imperfectly as in a cloudy mirror but then we'll see everything with perfect clarity that I know now is partial and incomplete. But then I will know everything completely, just as God knows me completely. That's, not, that's why we're not going to be asking crazy questions about what happened to the dinosaurs. We're going to know. We're going to know those things that have plagued us. The language in the, the uh, talking about the blurred image, back in the day... The mirrors that the people used were polished brass. They're like brass plates, and they polished them, and so you could, you could see your face good enough to get the zit, but not good enough to put the fake eyebrows on, or no, eyelashes. Well, you may have fake eyebrows, I don't know. No, you paint those on. <clears throat> so you could see yourself, but it was fuzzy. So now we see Jesus' face dimly or, or fuzzy. But one day we're going to look into the face of Jesus and His name is going to be on our foreheads and we're going to see Him perfectly. People want to know if they'll be married in heaven. Jesus said we would be like angels in the, and that angels don't marry. Contrary to what people believe, we will be married in heaven but we'll be married to Jesus Christ, the bride of the Lamb. After 50 years, sweetheart, you want something new. So I bet we'll be friends. We can hang out. Maybe we'll go to the moon together. You know, or, or wherever you want to go. Human marriage was, was always meant to be uh, a foreshadow of things to come. It was between one man and one woman. And we desire this exclusive love, this special feeling of being the single and only Romantic love of another, and that's our relationship with Jesus. <coughs> Pardon me, with what it's going to be with Jesus. In heaven, His presence, in His presence forever, we'll finally eat the banquet for which all human 
marriages and loves were nothing but hors d'oeuvres. We're going to get the real feast. We aren't going to miss having one human relationship. We're going to find our fulfillment in Jesus. So you may be single or widowed or divorced, but in heaven, all previous relationships are going to be overshadowed by the powerful love relationship that Jesus Christ has with us. Understand this, friends, our, 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 what, what we've talked about here. Why, heaven is, why isn't heaven going to be boring? Because we are going to explore its infinite beauty. Infinite means forever, everlasting. We're never going to get tired. We're never going to run out of things to explore. We're going to meet new people, new friends. Part of, we're, we're, there's part of, we're going to be part of this awesome praise chorus. We get, to, we get to go and be with a bunch of people and just sing. We were on our cruise and, and the, the, the ladies and Don sang. I had to do the wash. And, and uh, well, it wasn't funny where I was at. <laughs> like 190 degrees in that place. But they were singing. So I'm going to get a chance, and I'll have the angels do my wash. We're going to serve our Lord, and we're going to enjoy the very presence of Jesus Christ. Amen?